Now, does he need to change? Absolutely not. This aggressive style racing, this is his MO. It's why he has two wins. It's why he's in the position he is now with Trackhouse Racing. I think if he dials back his aggression, he dials back Ross. Hey race fans, welcome into another episode of Backseat Drivers here in Studio 3. I'm Alex. We were joined by Kim Kuhn and Bob Pockeris. We've been laughing a lot this morning. These are two of my favorite people. So you're in store for a really good show. Uh, make sure and use our text chain that we now have here in the backseat. You can text the number 31032 with the keywords on your screen. Agree, disagree with Kim and Bob, whatever you want to tell them. Happy birthday. It's not either of their <laughs> birthdays, but you can still tell them happy birthday. Text whatever you want. Make sure and uh, chime into the conversation. Well, Atlanta Motor Speedway saw a Georgia-born win the race for the second time only. Obviously, the first one being Bill Elliott, and then Chase from the same place. Chase Elliott gets it done. The siren rings at Dawsonville Pool Room. I know the Georgia fans are just chomping at the bit still here on Monday. I think the party's still going. But the storyline that came out of Atlanta Motor Speedway that might have been bigger than the winner, once again, Ross Justine. And uh, this entanglement, as NASCAR social media called it, and everybody that knows anything about Ross Chastain versus Denny Hamlin, it is like the divorce that just won't settle <laughs> in court. You know, it's, it, they just keep coming back at each other. So does Ross Chastain need to dial back his aggression? We hear everybody mention it. It's how he races. It's why he's up front. It's why he's winning. It's got him those wins. He has two so far this season. But, Bob, what do you think of old Ross? Does he need to just chill out at times yes he <laughs> needs to control his aggression a little bit he just seems to pick the wrong time sometimes yeah. to be aggressive or doesn't uh, have that situational awareness that I think you need if you're going to be a championship driver you know the early wreck with Martin Truex Jr. now Truex said it was his fault I think on the radio but yeah, he, did. he didn't get the benefit of the doubt from Austin Dillon because of his past of what he did at Gateway and doing kind of dumb things there and then of course one of those things was to Denny Hamlin at Gateway so he's certainly not going to get the benefit of the doubt from Denny Hamlin and you know as Ross said like his car was damaged and he lost control of it well I mean, if you know your car is damaged, look, I know you're going for the win. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a tough situation, but I feel like you just, with, with the past that you've had, you can't be that aggressive. Interesting. I agree with Bob in the sense that I don't think he gets the benefit of the doubt. Would we, we be talking about Ross and his aggressiveness if it hadn't been Denny Hamlin that he had gotten into yeah. on that second incident? I'm not sure. Now, does he need to change? Absolutely not. This aggressive style racing, this is his MO. This is what gets him up in the top five week after week after week. It's why he has two wins. It's why he's in the position he is now with Trackhouse Racing. He is a fighter, tooth and nail. He's done that through the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, his time in Cup, even before moving to Trackhouse Racing. So I think if he dials back, dials back his aggression, he dials back Ross, Ross like yeah. who he is. Now, what he needs to do is he maybe needs to rethink how other drivers are going to race him. I think he's kind of like forgotten about the fact that we still have 17 races left and 10 playoff races mm -hmm. of those 17. Are these drivers that are upset with him holding back? I think so. I think yeah. he has a target on his back. So he might just need to rethink how he's going to get raced by other drivers, but I don't think he can let up on the aggression because I think that is what could win him a championship. It could also lose him a championship if yeah. he gets bitten by some of the other drivers, but he's racing aggressively and he's winning. We know Ross is aggressive. We know Joey Logano is aggressive. 
Joey owns it. Like, yeah, I dumped him. Yeah, I did this. I, I'm, I am personally exhausted from the narrative of I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to say that it's my fault, and I deserve what's coming to me, and I'm this, oh, woe is me. You did it. Just own it. Like, be the person that's not liked. You know, stop. I don't know how, I don't know how that switch flips with Ross, but if you're, if you're going to do it, just do it. But which, Yeah, which is weird, though, because, like, he doesn't want friends, so... I'm, why doesn't he just That's be like, you know what? The book, I did it intentionally. The book I did is X, just y, not writing itself here. So, Bob, if you're a driver, though, do you like racing against Ross? I don't like racing against Ross because he's beaten me yeah. a lot, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's and, and he hasn't in the past, right? So he's a new guy who, where'd he come from? Yeah. Where this, you know, Trackhouse buys Ganassi mm. and they're running a lot better than what Ganassi was running. And so you're... You know, that, that's frustrating, number one. And, you know, look, this sport is about give and take. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating if you feel like someone is doing a lot more taking and virtually no giving. If you're Kevin Harvick, you're not like, who is this guy? Because remember their little tiff in the Xfinity side of things well, a, couple, mm -hmm. a while back, a couple years ago. And you know what? To my point, like, he's always raced aggressively. Why is he going to change now? Like, I don't even know that... He could if he wanted to. And, and I think it was at Coda earlier this year where Kevin said that Chastain shouldn't change, that he yeah. needs to be aggressive and, and, and continue that style. And the, the, the question is, are more young drivers going to drive like Ross versus like, le less the, like the gentleman of the old correct. guard? Well, it was Dale Jr. had a, a good take on it, as he always does. It was, you know, I, I love it, but like, you know, I want you to change, but I don't want you to change kind of thing. So we'll see. Uh, what happens to Ross? Jeff Burton on the broadcast, also his quote was, uh, he won't win a championship because they won't let him win mm. a championship. So you got to get to Phoenix, and then you got to make it to the final lap at Phoenix to win a championship. And all I'm saying is, oh, lap one without 11 car ought to be fun with the dog leg <laughs> at Phoenix if you make it there, Ross. Um, okay, well, a, another driver who has maybe solidified his spot with the championship ranks here. He already has a championship trophy from the year 2020. He has three wins so far this season. There was a big question mark of who was going to be the driver to come out of the summer kind of on top of things and picked as the championship favorite heading to the end of the regular season and to the playoffs. Is it Chase Elliott? Kim, you want to start with this one? I'd love to start. It's not Chase Elliott. And exactly because of what you said, drivers that come up during the summer. We're in the middle of the summer. We still have seven races before the playoffs start. Now, seven might seem like a lot to some people yeah. and a little to some of those drivers that don't have a win yet, but Chase is not the championship favorite yet because each and every weekend there are 15 different drivers that can win, 20 that can win. There's so much parity, you know, and our championship favorites when we've had them have changed dramatically mm -hmm. from the beginning of the season. I think that's going to continue. Now, Chase is obviously the regular season favorite. I think he wins the sure, regular yeah. season championship, but I think it's just way too early to say, oh, this guy is my championship favorite. I don't know that you can have a championship favorite with 17 races to go. I can. Well, <laughs> it's going to be Chase Elliott. Bob just likes to disagree I just, with me. I like, I, and here's why I think Chase Elliott has proven the last three weeks that he's a championship favorite. He wins at Nashville. He doesn't win at Road America, and he's frustrated by it. Mm -hmm, you yeah. know, he gets passed by Tyler Reddick. Said he gave one away. Said he gave one away. And then at Atlanta, he loses the lead late, 
restarts third with three laps to go and comes back and wins it. And to me, that shows he's in championship form men mentally, and I think that he'll carry that through the next 17 weeks. First of all, disagree with that being championship form for Chase. That is just Chase form. How many seasons have we been in the Cup Series with Chase where he's had a bad week and has you know, like seen the win fall through his hands and still had a decent finish and just been like, oh, ho-hum, and then the next week, they win. Or the next couple of weeks, you know, mm -hmm. they rebound from it. That's just like typical Chase, and that's because he is a race car driver, and he uses that as motivation. Like, I don't know that this necessarily means, like, it's championship form. It's just Chase form. Who's your champ pick right now? <laughs> How can I pick a champ? <laughs> okay, I don't know if you had, like, somebody. I know. I, like, is your champ pick right now Chase? I have right Chase now, wins. Okay. I, mean, I threw away my paper. I have zero <laughs> clue who's going to win. Give me a dart for the dartboard because at this point it could be anybody. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, four drivers who are below the elimination line. And we always like to play this hypothetical situation that if the playoffs were starting today, Bob obviously has Chase Elliott winning the championship right now. Uh, so let's play a little game of who below the line can get above the line. Uh, so right now we're looking at Kevin Harvick is the first one out with 19 points below the elimination line. Eric Amarola, Eric Jones, and Austin Dillon round out those four bubble drivers. So go on, Bobbers. Who below the line? You're also you have Bubba Wallace. We'll let Kim get her paper. Uh, paper. You have Bubba Wallace down there. Also Ricky Stenhouse Jr. We're heading to some super speedways. We have road courses. But who gets in? I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick because mm. I don't like to bet against Kevin Harvick. Wins he's in or champion. points in? I think he's going to have to win to okay. get in. Right. Um, if you're going to ask me what track he's going to win at, uh, my best guess would be Michigan. All right, Kim, uh, what driver below the elimination line is most likely to either win or point their way in? I'm going Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And I'm looking at that Daytona final regular season race. We saw him up front. Mm -hmm. This weekend, super speedway style racing. I think we're going to see big things from him when we get to Daytona. So it's going to be the waiting game for them. But I think they're going to be the ones that slide into the playoffs via when the last race of the oh, regular season. it's a walk-off win. It's a walk-off win. Okay, love that. Uh, William Byron got that a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to go with Eric Jones. I picked him to win at Atlanta. He has been oh so close when it came to that super speedway win. I don't know how many times. So I, it's either going to be Talladega or a walk-off win at Daytona. Mm. I'm going with the 43. And for our friend Kyle Petty. Just want the 43. 43 in victory lane. Um, okay, well, a, another driver who does not have to worry about a win this season is the 18 of Kyle Busch. But he is worried about something else, and that's... Um, this little thing being signed on the dotted line on a piece of paper. We don't know what is going on with Kyle Busch. We've talked about it several times here on Backseat, but it's still a question mark of where Kyle Busch will be next year. So lucky for us, we have two folks here that are in the media center. They talk to drivers, they're around racetracks. So Casey, I'm starting with you on this one. How, what's going on? Why do we not have a deal at Joe Gibbs Racing yet? I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Kyle Busch obviously frustrated by the situation. You rewind a handful of weeks back to Dover when this whole thing hit a fever pitch and he had some uh, spicy things to say about mm -hmm. where the contract stood. It is amazing to me that they haven't figured it out, yeah. but I don't think that's necessarily affecting 
the performance we're mm. seeing from Kyle Busch. I think we would see this regardless of whether or not that contract was signed, and that's because just the overall inconsistency we're seeing across the field from most of the teams and then specifically Joe Gibbs Racing. It's like some weeks they're in the mix, and it's like they could win this and they do win it. You know, you have Denny with two wins on the season. Yeah. And then it's like... Truex, where are you? Where are you? Um, so I think it's just more of a team thing and an organization thing in terms of the performance we're seeing from Kyle versus like him being nervous. Because let's be honest, even if he didn't sign with JGR, there are sharks in the water waiting to jump. Sure. So it's not like Kyle Busch isn't going to have a contract for next season anywhere. It's just like, let's get it figured out. In your opinion, is he at Joe Gibbs? Yeah, I think they okay. work it out. I don't, I don't know what that looks like in terms of length of a next contract or who that sponsor is that's going to mm -hmm. slide in there. Um, I would think people would be chomping at the bit. It's only a matter of time before Kyle resigns. I think the way the car handles and, you know, and the frustration of the next gen car in the sense of that he just doesn't know what they can change yet to make the car yeah. better, right? He was used to so many different... And he loved practices. And he, he loved did. practices. Yeah, he loved to practice. So, he all his all the tools that made him really good he doesn't have as many anymore mm -hmm. and so i think that's what gets him frustrated and i think you know when when they're not at the point where he feels like he needs the car to be he's frustrated because he doesn't know how to get it to where it needs to be and i think that that has that's in his head a lot more than the contract now i would say that if there was somebody else out there ready to sign Kyle Busch at the money that he that he wants he would have signed and be gone for next year. Mm. I, I, that's the way I look at it. Like, okay. I think if there was somebody who could offer him what he wants, but I don't think anybody has, has, the, I mean, he's got has, 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 yeah. the, has the money. But I do think he'll end up at Gibbs. It's just a matter of how much agree. and how long. Well, I mean, he has to fund Brexton's racing career. He's got another mouth to feed. So make your demands, Kyle Busch. <laughs> so you don't think it's a long deal? Uh, probably not. I don't think mm. there, there are many long deals to be out there right now. Mm. Interesting. I am super intrigued by this. I also, I just think there is a point where, like, your team, this, this elephant in the room kind of, like, radiates throughout the whole entire racetrack. So I just wonder, like, Joe Gibbs as a whole, how much this is affecting his pit crew guys who hmm. like who's our driver next year is it going to be Kyle Busch why are we not saying that it's Kyle Busch for next year I don't know that whole thing I, I feel like it's has to be affecting somebody but just sign the paper Kyle mm. really it's really that it. way we don't have to Speculate. Yeah, we're tired of talking about it, but we're going to. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah. Some of us enjoy some of this. Uh... Backseat Bets presented by BetMGM. Uh, this is just strictly for our head-to-head matchups for New Hampshire. First up, the two teammates, William Byron versus Alex Bowman. Casey? Oh, if we're just looking at this week, obviously, I think on the season, I would pick Byron. Sorry, Alex. But for this race weekend, I'm picking Bowman. Mm. Greg Ives, the last couple of weeks, has talked to me about how they like to be kind of the sleeper in the mix and want to be the team that's like, wait, where did they come from? And so I think they do it here at New Hampshire. I don't know that they win it, but if we're looking at just head to head, I think Alex jumps over William in terms of finishing spots. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think, of Al I think of Alex Bowman at New Hampshire, and I don't know whether to think of the guy remember was it in the seven car where it was just kind of a mess uh, there remember that yeah, and then but then he also had that great 
um, obviously filling in for Dale Jr., yeah, right? So yeah. it's a place where yeah, he exactly. had one of his biggest career highlights. But I'm going to go with Willie B. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Willie B's has he's kind of had these things tend to be happening, it seems like, mm -hmm. <laughs> out of his control. But I, I just think overall that team right now is a little stronger, and I'll go with Willie B at New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. This one I kind of just threw up in the air, but I did look at the average finish. Alex Bowman squeaks it out a little bit higher uh, than Willie B at New Hampshire, so I'm going with the 48. All right, next up. Man, we have a sense of humor here. Mm. Again, Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain because there's nothing going on there. Casey? I know Denny has proven himself at New Hampshire. You know, we've seen him hold the lobster, yeah, even though he doesn't something. like lobsters. But I'm going to go Ross Chastain. I think he this could be a track where he is extra aggressive. He had a good showing last season there and he was in the 42 that was still before he had made the move to track house and with just each and every week we look at the top five and we're like oh ross, ross there's ross and i think we're going to do that again i think we're going to be like there he is he's there again i don't think he's slamming any watermelons um <laughs> next uh next week at new yeah, hampshire I don't think so, either, but so he's going to finish better than denny no he, denny i think denny's due it's, it's like every month right he has his once a month where mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. all of a sudden nothing kind of like William Byron has last month, but mm. just mm -hmm. nothing, maybe nothing bad happens to Denny. I'll, I'll pick that up in New Hampshire week. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have the 11 is of Denny Hamlin as well. But okay. now that I mention it, I would like to see the watermelon yeah. and the lobster. Uh, next up, Eric Amarola versus Austin Sendrick. Uh, the two car had quite the day at uh, yeah. Atlanta. Was not expecting that one. Wow, they rebounded. Mm -hmm. It's like they could not get that car to do anything Austin wanted, and mm -hmm. then they made the right P3. changes. P3. Yeah, and he rebounded. He's proven himself as a uh, super speedway-style racer, but the thing is, we're not at a super speedway. <laughs> Headed to New Hampshire. We're at a short little track. Uh, so I'm going with Eric Amarola. He won there last year. I don't think he's going to repeat, but I just think Eric, I know Austin kind of is in this position where they're a little worried about their playoff spot because I think they're like the last in the yeah. grid of the guys with a win. Um, but I think the heat is on more so for Eric and Drew Blickenstorfer and that team. And I think they try to make big things happen this weekend in New Hampshire. And so I think they end up getting a better result than Cendric. I agree with Kim <laughs> in the sense that they're going to, that they're looking at this race and they'll potentially take a big swing. Yeah. But I don't think, I think they miss the ball. Oh. Uh, or they, they either miss the ball just wants to or they have an error me. or something. Like, I think that, that there's... Uh, they're so focused on doing well at that mm, race. Yeah. That they trip themselves up? Yeah. Either, either they trip themselves up or they just do a strategy that doesn't work out. Okay. Uh, I think Austin Centric has the chance to just, you know, let the race come to him. And, you know, like I, I think Centric will probably end up, you know, 8th to 15th. But I just, and you think Eric is going to be worse than... I think he'll be worse than than than, than them. I think they're. I think they'll take a swing, and okay. I think maybe they'll take a chance. And I think, I think Bob just thinks, likes to disagree with me. Things is what won't I think. go their way. <laughs> All right, Eric Amarola, 16th at New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the two buds, uh, Chase Elliott versus Ryan Bellini. Bob, why don't you take first? On well, I mean, I've just been on the Chase Elliott <laughs> uh, train this week today, so I'm gonna go with Chase Here Elliott we, over. I don't I'm not going to say that the siren is going to ring at, okay. after New Hampshire, but I do think that Chase Elliott is on a roll. I think he'll be 
very good at New Hampshire, and I'd pick him over Ryan Blaney. I'm interested to see who your winning pick is because we've named about 20 drivers and none of them. <laughs> 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 for New I don't know who my pick is. That's probably going to be like a hot seat question. You know what? I'm picking Ryan Blaney out of these two only because Bob has chosen to disagree with everything <laughs> I have said today. So it's my turn to disagree with what Bob says. I'm going Ryan Blaney. He's had some good finishes at New Hampshire. They're in a position where, you know, they're good on points right now, but. They got to be feeling that heat and needing that win, I think, to get into the playoffs. So, Ryan Blaney. Um, I am Team KC on this one. Uh, Chase has an average finish at New Hampshire of 18.7. Ryan Blaney, 9.7. I'll let the numbers speak Mm -hmm. for themselves. You know, Bob? Scoreboard. Scoreboard. Mm -hmm. All right. It is going to be Sunday for the NASCAR Cup Series, and we are seven races left in the regular Mm -hmm. season. That's a lot. But not that much. So, New Hampshire first up on the list of those seven. Kim, who you got? I'm going with a New Englander. Does that give you any hints on who I'm picking? Kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you? I know. I, 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 you know, I hadn't really even thought about this guy, and then I it popped in my head. the same. I'm going to go Joey Logano yeah. for the win at New Hampshire. <laughs> He's going to bring home one for the Northeasterners. And uh, not only that, kind of to your point about Denny Hamlin kind of you thought he was going to be good this this coming weekend because it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's a Denny's race. And then the, I think the same with Logano. He's had that same sort of season. It's like they'll have bad races, and then all of a sudden Logano's victory lane. And then, you know, some iffy races, and then all of a sudden, again, Logano in victory lane. Well, guess, weekend, guess what? This weekend, all of a sudden, Logano back in victory lane. Well, <laughs> the two that disagree, man, oh, man. Well, Is that how I mean, you picked? The, I had two names on my list, <laughs> and Logano was one of them because he won Gateway and – and New Hampshire will be like Gateway. But the other one I had on my list is Logano's favorite driver, Willie B. Oh. Uh, So maybe um, we can have a little Logano versus Willie B action like Darlington, and I'd go with Willie B because I think he owes Logano one. Uh, I am going with one of his home tracks. One oh, for a Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> going with the 19 of MTJ. MTJ, come on. I don't know why I, there's no so reason does that, that. Does that mean he's this weekend's pick or the following weekend? Because the following weekend is Pocono, yeah, another one another of his home tracks. tracks. Uh, I might pick him for both. I don't know yet. But New Hampshire for sure. Um, all right. Well, this has been a, a fun delight. episode. <laughs> New Hampshire is going to be an exciting battle for the NASCAR Cup Series. It's Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern on USA. Bob will be there. Wave to Bob. I'll be there too. Wave to both Bob and Kim. They'll be there. Uh, Only say nice things. Tune into the race. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Backseat Drivers. We'll see you next week after New Hampshire. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Backseat Drivers. Make sure to rate, review, and follow to stay up to date on each new episode dropping every Monday.